Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. If you can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper, then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. Damn, what they on? All steroids and no carbs? They're the big ass kids. This is Prime Time. We're not like you. We're growing up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh, my goodness. Here are Isaac Roth and Jason Sakanik with Prime Time on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy. What up? What up? What's going on? Uh, trying to grapple with the whole one game left in football season, and then I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do. Isn't that a terrible feeling? It is. And now, unfortunately, they're pushing the stupid spring league on us, and that's annoying. What's that? Hard no. Doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Any secondary football league, football? I'm just not into it. What is it? It's the. Uh, it's called the United League now. It's the XFL and the. What's the USFL? Is this can, the one the Rock's involved in? Yeah, well, the Rock was in charge of the XFL, which was a hunk of crap, and then for the, the second time over, for the second time over, and then the USFL, right, which was also a hunk of crap, uh, also for the second time over. Right, I think it was the USFL, right? Whatever that other crappy league was, and they both decided that uh, they equally suck, and that no one cares that so they're going to combine like a Voltron of suckiness. And give us one giant spring football league that no one cares about that is now going to be shoved down our throats. Of course, like all the Fox people, like Colin has to be like, ah, bet on the spring. Hey, we can't get enough of football. And it's true. Like, we can't get enough of the NFL and we can't get enough of college. You know what we can get enough of? Spring football. Because it's failed every single time. And are don't you, blame uh, COVID. Are you trashing my Memphis showboats? Yes. Although I believe... Birmingham team is the champion. They they're already promoting the stallions. They're already promoting the the like the kickoff of this thing, and it's just I'm eight not, teams here. I'm not ready for you it. You want the best? Okay, no, here, here I don't. The, I don't. Let's talk about. It. <laughs> let's let's get into the details. You got the Birmingham Stallions. I believe they are the champions. The Arlington Renegades. Oh, and don't I think 
I don't know under this new horse crap if they're going to play in different cities, but these all played in one city. They played them like down in Atlanta. So even though they like <laughs> said that they were from Birmingham or said they were from Memphis, they all played the games at one stadium, like somewhere down south. Well, and didn't they stay there too? Yes, like, they was, stayed there. Like everyone was in like well, Houston yeah. or Atlanta or something it like that. Saves on travel. Yeah, so you can't call yourself but the Memphis not, show. You, you they're just, not from they, Memphis, but they're representing Memphis. <laughs> That's like saying I like I really love New Orleans. That's like saying I live in New Orleans, and they're like, "Well, do you? Well, no, but I." But I party there from time to time. Yeah, like twice <laughs> a year, I go down there and I get hammered on Bourbon Street. So it's essentially. Like I'm a, a native New Orleans. Like, you no. know what? I don't like this showboat slander. <laughs> My Memphis showboat. Your Memphis showboat. Ball out. So for I d- the city of Memphis. I don't know if this new crap is gonna p- be played in different Wait, cities or not. We've got the yeah, DC we- Defenders. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a pretty cool logo actually. Yeah. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks. <laughs> the Roughnecks. The St. Louis Battlehawks. Did anyone put any thought into any of these names? Ooh. The San Antonio Brahmas. Yeah, Ooh, like that, the Bulls. that's named after The Rock because he's the Brahma Bull. Okay, so that's that, kind of cool. So that's like The Rock's... The logo's a, cool. That's an homage to The Rock. Okay. It's got four lightning bolts in, in the form of a bullhead. <laughs> yeah. Kind of cool. And then the Michigan Panthers, along with my Memphis Showboats. Oh, the Michigan what Panthers. What is not to love? Are there about, Panthers in Michigan? I don't know. At one point, there well, was... Well, there are no Wolverines in Michigan. You know that, right? Is that is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's definitely true. We went, we did that when the, you know, did you know that Michigan played in the college football playoffs? I heard the Natty. I heard something about that. And they won it. One of the things we were doing was um, comparing. Well, we were. Well, it was it was University of Washington that was trolling the University of Michigan because they were the ones that uh, tweeted. Maybe it was the day of the game or something about how Washington has Wolverines. And Michigan doesn't. Yeah, like they were like. Good morning to the only state that actually ha- who's playing football today that actually has Wolverines. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm not here to fun throw... fun little Wolverine. That's troll. a good little Look, dig. I lived little in, troll. I lived in Utah for five years, and I can assure you, never did I see any jazz in Utah other than John Stockton and Carl <laughs> yeah, Malone. Yeah, that's so. the worst one. That, it's the worst that one. That one needs to go back to New Orleans. The movie Basketball. They open the the movie talking about how all the relocation has messed with sports, and he said, "Yeah, the the jazz moved from New Orleans to Utah, where they don't allow music." <laughs> <laughs> well, well, think about the Lakers. You know, it's like. Yeah. Where they have no legs. Yeah, it's like, what? Minneapolis. Yeah, but, I mean, the the most egregious one is clearly, right, the Utah Jazz. Like, there is nothing jazzy whatsoever. And I got nothing but love for the state of Utah, go Utah, whatever. But the Jazz, you didn't, like, like the Tennessee Titans couldn't keep the Oilers. They are like, yeah, it's a little little clunky, you know, the, you know, oil in Tennessee. But somehow, like, they thought that the Utah Jazz so, was a good. Do you think that Salt Lake City is the worst possible place that the Jazz could have relocated to? Find me a worse one. Name-wise, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know, Sioux Falls or something? Mm, that's pretty good. Well, but they, they don't have a team. Well, they could. <laughs> of cities that actually, I think you have to have a, at least a, 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 Okay. Some professional team there. I can give you soccer, and I don't think Salt Lake. I mean, it's Salt Lake for God's sakes. At least Portland. Like we're, I think, technically whiter than Salt Lake is in the metro area in Portland. But at least we have a jazz club. I've never <laughs> seen a jazz club, and I roamed around Salt Lake because why the hell would I stay in Provo? I never saw a jazz club. I mean, for for heaven's sakes, it's it's Salt Lake. Like maybe I could see like the Salt Lake like Tabernacle. Like the Salt Lake Choir, something like that, you know, makes a little sense. But, you know, really? The jazz? Do you think sports needs a giant overhaul in this regard? 
I do think there's a lot of teams that could just use a, a rebrand. Yeah. Like, like maybe one giant sweeping American professional sports overhaul. Yes. See, I almost feel like we probably can't handle that all at once. Uh, I mean, we have enough issue when like the San Diego Chargers moved to Los Angeles and we still call them San Diego. If we did that with like half the team's mascots, we'd be in real trouble. So I, I think it's got to be a slow drip campaign. You know, I think we got to mm. knock a couple off from each conference every year and then eventually we have what we need. Well, like, I, I know that at least... The Commanders, the rumor is, you know, the Commanders were the Redskins, obviously, for so long. And then they went to the Commanders, and everyone hated it. And then they sold to Josh Harris. And it sounds like Harris is is lobbying the league, because you can only rebrand. Like, the league's in charge of that. You know, you, you can't just rebrand. That has to be cleared through the league, because there's merchandise and jerseys and all that. But it sounds like Harris is, the new owner, is going to the league and being like, no. Like, we're not staying the Commanders. That he wants to change. So... Like, there's a team that realized that they screwed up. They don't want to be the Commanders. I just spent $7 billion on this team. I'm not being stuck with the Commanders. There's needs to be more. Like, the Washington Wizards? Come on. Yeah. Like, you were the Bullets. Where did that even come from? The Wizards. I don't know. Well, they were the Bullets. Just the need to get rid of the Bullets. Yeah, they were the Bullets, and they couldn't have the Bullets because, well, murder. And so somehow, they. my guess is they just were like, I don't know, what starts with a W? I don't know, the Wizards. Uh, Cool. And then the Wizards, like the most nondescript team ever. They just need to tear that thing down. Like, they're going nowhere as the Wizards. There's no legacy there. There's no heritage there. Get rid of that thing. Rebrand. Now, I'm not saying the Packers or the Cowboys, but you're right. Like, a third of every league could use a 100% rebrand. Just a complete teardown and start from scratch. What's the commies guy want to do? I don't know. I just it's it is a well known thing that he doesn't want to be the commanders, and who can blame him? You spent here's my thing too. If you spend seven billion dollars on buying something, this is the Elon Musk thing. Like if you spend a, a even a billion dollars on something, you should name whatever the hell you want. We lost the WNBA because of that. The uh, the Zoom Info bro was gonna buy it and wanted to name it the uh, what he was is like the Rose City Royalty. And the WNBA supposedly was like, we don't like royalty. It uh, leads to bad connotations and subservient. And he was like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, that wasn't the only reason. No, but apparently it was a big reason. Uh, the name? Yeah. What? The WNBA would not let him name it the Rose City Well, uh, have they royalty. watched my Kansas City Royals? Well, apparently. We're going to have to change that, too? Apparently in the WNBA, you can't have that anymore. Well, I'm, I've been trying to find why the... Washington team is called the Wizards. Yeah. And they can't really. Well, because there is no reason other than it just Washington Wizards and it seemed to fit. But there's got to be some, like, no. isn't there some sort of. What? Like, tie-in? there's a, what? There's a, was the KKK back in the day and like the Grand Wizard or it's big with the Wiccans? There's no, it's a wizard for God's sakes. Well, I, I don't know. And you would think with Washington, you could come up with something around the Capitol. Like the Washington Capitals is their hockey team. Now, the Redskins, that got a little weird, but. You know, the commanders, again, they're trying to go with some sort of military theme, even though there's a thousand things better than that. The Wizards was just dumb. The Senators, right? Like, all of those things seem to have, at least now, like, when we get teams in Portland, you know, the Timbers, the Thorns, you got a whole Northwest thing. You know, there there needs to be some sort of regional thing. As opposed to, I swear, like, a lot of times back in the day, we were just like, I don't know, it rhymes. (laughs) Like, eh. What if the Miami Heat moved to Minnesota? We just change it to the freeze. Oh, there you go. There you nice. Go. See? Yeah. I like that. That's all I gotta do. Well, like the the Dallas, the one of the best logos and uniforms of all time was the old Minnesota North Stars. 
and they moved to Dallas, <laughs> and they just became the stars. Yeah. You know, it's right. you know, I can well I, the stars at night are big and bright deep, deep in the heart, in of, Texas, the heart so. of Texas. But then the oh, then Minnesota got a new team and they named it the Wild, which you know, I, what are you? What are we doing? The Wild. It was a weird time back in the '90s and the early 2000s. We I got, will say the Wild is better than the Houston Texans that just named themselves after the state. Yeah, it's a valid point. <laughs> I mean, like, right? There's nothing lazier. You can do a lot of cool things with Houston, and you can't. Sure. thing. And yeah, yeah. And you I mean, you could do this. You could do thing. the steers. You could do. The, you could have done the Brahmas. There's yeah. so many different things yeah. if you wanted to yeah. do, like their Texans. mascots a bull. Yeah. But no. Yeah, you got the Texans. You know. Uh, the I would like to point out. To the original question here today on the program, mm-hmm. uh, there is no recog- uh, recognition that Panthers live in Michigan at all. No, well, so they're zero for two, <laughs> and I don't think there are Tigers up there either. Probably not. Although, zero for three. I bet you there is a Tiger because watching uh, that Joe Exotic show, we learned that there's more privately owned Tigers. Well, in these whack ass like uh, home zoos than there is anywhere else in the world. So my guess is like you tell me like Ted Nugent up there, his dumb ass doesn't have like a tiger. Well, running I around. wasn't thinking of caged tigers. I was yeah. thinking of wild, wild tigers. Well, I'll tell you what, anywhere- much like the grizzly bears in Memphis, <laughs> roaming freely. Well, technically that came from Vancouver, where there are grizzly bears. Well, yeah, see, that's another one. Again, should have rebranded. Yeah, like, pick something in the wildlife there. Yeah. yeah. What about th- them as the jazz? Yeah, why that, don't they swap sure. swap with Utah Jazz and Grizzlies? Well, because crazies. there are yeah there are there bears in Utah, there. and their their minor league hockey team is the Salt Lake Grizzlies. So I mean, can they not call us? <laughs> let's let's work let's work things out. God, Come on, it, it took us one segment to figure that out. We're like halfway home already. We're we're doing yeah. this thing. So stupid. I don't even know how we got on this in the first place. Well, you you were bitching about my Memphis showboats. Yeah, that's true. And I would I wasn't having it. Well, it is tough that I I just I've seen a lot of ads and I've seen national shows pretend that they're not talking about it simply because their lord and masters were like, dude, you will talk about this. <laughs> you know, the the idea of listening to Colin try to pretend that spring football is a great thing and that it's not because it's on Fox, it, it pains Fox me. Fox has it, huh? Yeah, Fox has it. it he believed Uh-oh. me he was doing a whole thing today on it, and uh, he had to do it last year too. It's quite painful, but. I understand it's an edict from above, but when I start hearing that, then I know that I know that football's over, and I, you know, there's like a there's a crisis that goes on in this world, at least in our country. Yeah, there is. You know, when football ends, it's like yeah, it's very depressing. I don't. There's not. A, there's nothing to take its place. Yeah, you got that, and then you add the weather around here. Yeah, and it's uh, it's tough to you know the winter doldrums. Yeah, it's real. Very real. <laughs> you know, it's like, what, do we, what do we do now? I well, know. I guess we watch the uh, NBA Rising Stars game. I guess. Uh, that's the Panini Rising Stars game? Uh, yes. Yeah. Panini's still a thing? Are they doing the stickers? I don't even know. I, I, I'm not, I don't know that I'm even familiar with Panini. I was oh. thinking that was with Panera. Is that not the same Was thing? it like I the sandwich, Panini? <laughs> the, uh, no, Panini. That's a good call. Panini, remember, you didn't do the sticker albums back in the day? So they Panini mm. used to do like a, it was one of my favorite things as a kid. Like they would they would put out like a Major League Baseball one, an NBA one, and an NFL one. I don't remember there being a hockey one, and it was a book, and uh, like each page would have like the ten best players from each team, and then you'd buy at the like the grocery store you'd buy a pack of stickers. It was like trading cards, but stickers, and then you would go through and you would have to put your your sticker in the in the book, and your goal was to get the obviously the entire book filled. And I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. I would go to the grocery store and beg my mom to buy sticker packs. And when you get down, the worst was 
when you'd get down to like the last three or four that you needed, you just had to keep buying more sticker packs. It wasn't like you could go online and just order the ones you didn't want. And it was so frustrating to buy like 10 packs of stickers and you didn't get one of the final three that you, you wanted. That mm. was Panini back in the day. Uh, you don't remember that? I may be a little old. Well, we're like three years apart. Well. <laughs> the Panini didn't make it down to Salina, Kansas? That could be another part of it. Mm. I grew up in a very sheltered area. Yeah. It's possible. We were not. We we didn't have the privilege of the mm. the great sticker albums. Sticker albums of Panini. I loved those sticker albums, and you know the sad part is, I probably did that for ten years. I don't think I ever once finished an album because <laughs> I I'd always come just two or three, and then you tell yourself I'm going to go back, but then next you know then the baseball won't come out. And you're like, well, I'm on to the baseball one. And then, you know, they moved on to the oh, football one. I see the one with Jose Canseco. Yeah, I yeah, you remember those? Yeah. I just didn't know they were called Paninis. Well, I mean, Panini was the company. I, I don't know. They weren't called Paninis, but, you know, it was whatever the sticker album was. I yeah. don't know what the official title mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that was back in the day. Like, we what, they, we didn't have anything else cool, so we did that. We did Garbage Pail Kids. You know, you collected baseball cards. Like, what else were you supposed to do? Like we didn't have the internet. We didn't have the internet. Just collect a bunch of crap. Exactly. You know, fool it's... us into thinking it's still worth something in 2024. <laughs> Holding on to my garbage pail kids. One day this thing's gonna gonna pay for my kids' education. I've got my George Brett rookie card there locked you, up. There you go. I don't know why, but I do. Some of those things, like if you held on to like a Jordan rookie card or whatever, that thing's worth buku bucks. But now you got to get them graded, and it's a whole thing. All right, guys. I can't tell you how busy we are around here today. No, a lot going it's on. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean nuts. Let's get started. We've got the <clears throat> the spinning coordinator carousel. Yeah, including a massive shocker today out of Detroit. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, next and our poll question on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This last time you had scissor in your ride. It's been a long time. A long time. What it, what even what does that even mean? Scissor is codeine and like uh, like Sprite, like cough syrup all mixed together. Oh yeah, I do like codeine though. <laughs> How do you know that? I just said I like codeine. Huh. You know my philosophy. So that you have had scissor lately. 
No, nah, it's been a while since I've had codeine. It's hard to get now. Is it? Yeah, like even like if the doctor prescribes it for you, a lot of pharmacies don't carry it because it's so misused. Hmm. Yeah. But like when you get like sorry about your scissor, you get your tonsils out or whatever. Yeah, you just like you pour it over some ice and like people mix it with Sprite and like throw a Jolly Rancher in there. It's a whole thing. Last time I saw it was at my bachelor party. Not using it, not in my group. Uh Listen to this. Oh, convenience! Yeah, yeah. The guys in the RV next to us invited us to a cornhole tournament, and we're all pre gaming. This is in Talladega for a NASCAR event, and we're and we got randomly partnered up with them and. The guy's like, hey, what are you drinking? And I don't know. I had some like mixed drink morning cocktail, something a screwdriver, something like that. Like, what about you? He's like, I just got my scissor. And I was like, dang, dude, it's like 930 and you're doing the codeine thing playing cornhole? Okay. So wait, there's no alcohol in it though? No, it's just drugs. No, yeah, it's just. I mean, I suppose you can mix it. I mean, you it could, with, I guess. But, you know. Yeah, can we, I mean, they call it's time to. I think it's called lean too as well, if I'm not that mistaken. That is another name for it, yeah. Lean. Yeah, lean or scissor. Little Wayne was a big guy. And then he started having uh, like seizures on it. He almost and... died from it, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, man, so pop- you're saying scissor is bad. Yes. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Stunned. Again, I'm just saying, when I get sick, if I've got like a nasty case of like strep throat or whatever, you better believe I'm going right to the drugs and I hibernate for 24 hours. Yeah, but you just take drugs. You don't do a whole scissor. No, no. I've, I've never had... Scissor. I've taken codeine many of times. I and think it, it would and be it's funny wonderful. to see strep throat suit get out of bed and his <laughs> poor, poor lady is like, "What are you doing? Making yeah, some throat scissor. scissor? Making some scissor? <laughs> no, that's more of a party thing. That's yeah. no, I can't say I've I've done that. Got some poll question here for you. What do you got? Triple uh, A heating and cooling, family business, helping families for over sixty years. Triple IAQ.com. Uh, these uh, are housed every day on X at 1080 The Fan. You can go there and check it out. See what we're asking you today. Mm-hmm. Every day. Every day. Every day. Not Saturday, Sunday, but. That's true. Uh, yesterday's question was, who deserves the sharpest criticism following championship weekend? Uh, Dan Campbell won that mm. at 32%. John Harbaugh, not far behind, at 27%. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, sorry, Zay Flowers, 22%. Lamar Jackson, 19%. Mm. Best thing about that for Lamar is there were so many other Stupid people yes. out there. It really yes. took the attention of him sucking eggs. Right. I still can't get over the 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 game plan for the Ravens. I yeah. can't either, man. I don't think anybody can. The more that there's no one that can wrap their head around it. The more that goes on. Again, I, I go back. That Gus Edwards on that second drive had a 15 yard carry. He didn't touch. He didn't have another carry until the third quarter. Did I, you guys see the stat I sent you last night? It, like, yes. Illustrated. It was wild. Yes. The, the Ravens total running back carries per game yep. from the start of the season: 24, 21, 22, 21, 19, 24, 18, 23, 27, 16, 21, 22, 15, 30, 19, 25, 17, 31, six. six. I, I just. I will never be able to process that. That'll be one of those things that just, it'll be one of the great mysteries. Maybe a hundred years from now, Amelia Earhart style, Todd Munkin will finally reveal what the hell he was thinking. But I just. Maybe he was on Chiefs Moneyline. Who knows? It's possible. Maybe he was on mm. Surzip. Maybe he was high on Cody. Oh. oh, but it makes no damn sense. Uh, today's poll question on X Who you got? Brady and Gronk mm. or Mahomes and Kelsey? That's it. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer there. I've always said that in his prime, there was no one better than Gronk. I thought he was the best weapon in the NFL. I thought he was the biggest mismatch. And I, he's a much better blocker than Travis Kelsey. But if I'm looking at the totality of it and I'm looking at health and riot, riot, reliability and all that and, and the numbers, you can't argue with, with Travis Kelsey and the rapport he had. So... 
again, if you told me one season, one game, I'm taking I'm taking Gronk and Brady. But if you want the totality of it, at this point, it's hard to argue against Kelsey and, and Mahomes. And, and they're not done. Although Kelsey doesn't, as much as this resurgence is awesome, and it's amazing what he's doing in the postseason, his decline has already begun. His best football is behind him, and he's shoving the sun back up into the sky for this playoff run. But at 33 years old, uh, I believe he he's is. He's older than that, isn't he? I think he's 33. I think next year he'll be 34. He's a year younger, year year or two younger than his brother. And his brother's going to retire this offseason. He off is 34 season. currently. He'll be 35 in October. Yeah, his... Another year? And it's he's not going to be able to play... I've heard rumblings if he wins this one, he might just hang it up. I can see it. And get married to Taylor Swift and go off and make beautiful babies and you know have a billion dollars. I and want he, that. Yeah, me too. And he knows that... And he even said it like it's it. Brett Favre talked about this all the time. Lots of people do when you get old. Like you can do it for a couple weeks. It's not. It's not the rigors of playing a game or two. It's the off season. It's the grind of seventeen weeks. You you just when you're thirty four, thirty five, and you have as many miles on your on your body, you can't do that. So if you could put him, if you could put him like on ice and thaw him out like week fifteen, Travis Kelsey, I'm sure could play for two or three more years, but. This is this is close to the end. And you know, there's there's not much more they can do and and you know, they've broken most of the records. I mean, for God's sakes, he just beat Jerry Rice for most postseason receptions. And Jerry Rice to me with any record just seems like untouchable. It's a, it's, it's a it's it's a Lou Gehrig Joe DiMaggio sort of streak. I almost put two other quarterback tight end combos on there. Yeah. But then I thought, you know, I'm just diluting the vote. Yeah, where are you? I mean, who they're are like independent candidates. Yeah, RFK. Who's who's? Uh, I mean, uh, well, I put I almost put Elway Sharp. Sharp. Yeah, that's pretty, dude. Yep. I mean, come on, Shannon Sharp. Shannon was Sharp was amazing. Greatness, and so was Elway. Yep. Um, and then I, you know, Rivers Gates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a combo. But you're not taking them over. No, because they never they never won squat. But yeah, I mean, it, it's those are the two. It's it's Brady and Gronk, and it's 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 Kelsey and, and Mahomes, and the totality of it. I'm just it's it's Travis Kelsey and it's Mahomes, and it's only until recently that everyone started hating them. Like Kelsey, yeah, I don't really get that either. Well, it's just you know, I know. I guess it's just you win enough. You and... win enough, and the saturation of it, and you know, and then for some reason, you know, they, uh, to me, it's a little like the Warriors, who, yeah. are, who were generally a likable team, but people just get tighter to the yeah. same old thing, so they they come up with ways. Yeah. Well, Draymond Green was not likable. That is true. Steph Curry is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Green not. That's I think true. Curry and Thompson were, but yeah. I think Draymond Green really ruined it for a lot of people who. Hundred percent. He's ruining it, ruining it for Warriors fans now. Yeah. Even Warrior fans hate him. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, the the Taylor Swift stuff is. So stupid. It's it just it's just so dumb. If you're bothered by that, I don't know what to tell you, man. You take a look at your life. You got something going on in your life. If that, if the 35 seconds a game that they show Taylor Swift, if that bothers you, but like shirtless Jason Kelsey doesn't, or when they show Jerry Jones and and whatever lady of the evening is behind him, or you know whatever other this all the time. Snoop Dogg's on the sidelines all the time. No they one cares. Matthew McConaughey is at every freaking Texas game known to man. And no one, no one's like, oh my God, I can't get enough of McConaughey. And Will Ferrell on the sidelines at USC. Pete Carroll built a dynasty off of this down in, in, in LA. And every big Kentucky game I've ever seen has actually judged it on the sidelines. Yeah. So why all of a sudden is Taylor Swift like the, the, devil in disguise and why are the people most upset about it the people who are also seem to be calling everyone else snowflakes yeah so <laughs> i think you know the answer to that question yeah. so it just... same people that shut off the nfl <laughs> when those guys were kneeling yep yeah uh, by there. the way they're all back because what 50 is it 55 I, million people? i ain't watching man 
55 million of you did if that league <laughs> all right well there's our poll question it's on x at 1080 the fan be interested to see who wins that we'll uh, update you on the final results tomorrow you can text the vancouver ford text line at 503-864-6326 your dollar goes further at vancouver ford they treat you right before during and after the sale vancouverford.com the spinning coordinator carousel i have just now thought of a conspiracy theory Ooh, i like conspiracy theories um as we were talking about this pertaining to Ben Johnson, mm. who is staying in Detroit. That is the upset of all upsets. But is he? Mm. Next. So Here's Buck. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, the uh, coordinator carousel continues to spin. I would say uncontrollably, but it, it it's not. It's uh, we're well, at the end. Yeah, but this one is uh, th- this one is is shocking. Yeah, the news today is that Ben Johnson is not leaving Detroit. Yeah, many thought he would be the new coach of the Washington Commanders, or maybe even the Seattle yeah, Seahawks. It sounded like you know there's only two jobs left, and that's in Seattle and in, in Washington, and that the the only thing that anyone was waiting on was Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald, the offensive coordinator in Detroit and the defensive coordinator in in Baltimore, and. That was always the thing is it's those two will take whatever, you know, those two jobs. And it was rumored McDonald more likely to Seattle and, and Johnson to Washington. And lo and behold, we, we found out today that Ben Johnson told him no, that he's staying one. I'm sure Detroit gave him a butt ton of money, which I've never fully understood why more teams don't do that. There's no salary cap on coaches. Right. And the NFL owners print money. I think the Ford family's doing fine. I've never understood why, you know, when you got a guy like Ben Johnson, and maybe there are guys that don't necessarily need to to feel like they have to be the head coach right away, or, or that Dan Campbell, by by all accounts, is a great guy to work for. I'm sure Ben gets a lot of autonomy as as being the OC has to take none of the blame whatsoever, right? It all falls in, in, on Dan Campbell. I never said why not go throw seven million dollars in an offensive coordinator and be like, hey Ben, um. You know, what What does seven do? And you don't have to deal with any of the crap that a head coach does. You just sit there and run your offense. And I don't know exactly the details, but I guarantee that that comes with a raise. And maybe Ben Johnson just didn't like the situation in Seattle or Washington or thought that next year Detroit should be good again, at least from an offensive standpoint. Everyone comes back, basically. Um, and maybe he thought next year there would be, you know, better job openings. I mean, what if Andy Reid steps down next year? <laughs> well, that's that's where I was going with my conspiracy theory. Oh, I like this. Yeah. I know you love a good conspiracy theory. I love a good conspiracy theory. What if Ben Johnson knows (laughs) that Andy Reid is leaving, (laughs) a la the Nick Saban uh, kerfuffle in college? Should they share an agent? Well, I was, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was just looking at that because Andy Reid has had the same agent 
for years. His name is Bob Lamonte. Yeah. And he lives in, uh, or maybe it's Lamont. I don't know how to pronounce it. But he lives in, he's in Minnesota. Yeah. And I'm looking through a list of his clients. I do not see Ben Johnson, but it also doesn't have, like this list has just major clients, not like yeah. well, and coordinators. Ben, and Ben Johnson only recently, he's only 37. He just recently yeah. came on the scene as the, you know. The, no, but seriously, what if Andy Reid is stepping down? I mean, that, that, that stuff's been out there. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some talk about and it. And the Chiefs are through agents or however they do it. They're getting the word out to Ben. Hey, uh, sit tight. We kind of want to pair you with Patrick Mahomes. And we'll pay you really good money to do it. So why don't you just not take that Washington job? How about that? Well, it's always a risky thing because the idea is that when you're a coordinator, you strike while the iron's hot. Or any coach for that matter, right? It's like you never know when your name goes from you know the, the top of the list down to mud. But you would think with Ben Johnson, again, very young, 37, and your O-line comes back, golf comes back. The only one on your offense, Laporta, comes back. Uh, I think the only one that really, like, Josh Reynolds will leave. So you got to replace your second-best receiver, but hopefully by then, James uh, Jameson Williams steps up and can be that guy. So both backs come back. There's no reason this Detroit offense should take a step back. And, and if you do that, if you're Ben Johnson, you should be fine. You should be, again, the top candidate next year, and... I don't know what jobs will be open next year, but you're right that if Kansas City is one of them and you're the hot name, <laughs> is there a better job well, in all of football than than no. running the offense with Pat Mahomes? No, exactly. And think about, um, you know, how often do coordinators, the hot name coordinator, how often does he go back to, I mean, that's weird. It doesn't It happen. is a weird move. Yeah. The only one that I can remember is uh, McDaniel's did this when he took the job in Indy. Yeah, I guess so. And and he came back, and the idea was supposedly is that he was the coach in waiting in New England, and they gave him a bunch of money. And and but like that's Jim Irsay too. Like I don't want to work for Jim Irsay either. And maybe the Seattle one, I could see the Jody Allen thing being a problem with that with Burt Cold. Washington, everyone seems to speak highly of the Harris thing. The Seattle one, I can see. The Seattle one, no offense to Seattle, because. What are you well, like you can see what, like, it, let's say I'm I'm Ben Johnson, right? And I got my pick. Let's say I've got my pick of Washington, Seattle, or I go back to Detroit, right? Detroit's going to give me a bunch of money, and I'm young. I feel like I'm going to be fine. If I'm looking at Washington, I, I you know, I'm going to get to pick my quarterback. I got the second pick in the draft, so it's not going to be Caleb Williams, but you're going to get Drake May or Bo Nix or whoever you want, right? So I'm going to have a big say in that. I don't. I don't know. I haven't heard anything negative about the new ownership group or Josh Harris in in Washington. It seems to be a fairly attractive situation. Most people in the NFL circles are, are saying that is a good job. Yeah. But 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 that maybe is an unknown because it's a new owner and you don't have a quarterback. I'm saying in Seattle, I can see someone like Ben Johnson looking at this and saying, "I got Geno Smith. Um, I don't know when my next quarterback is going to come." Right. And I got Jody Allen and Burt Cold. I mean, we just had Pete Carroll say that the reason he's not coming back is because people that don't make football decisions are making this decision. I'm saying in Seattle, I can see where Ben Johnson looks at that and says, nah, I'm good. Well, I, he didn't interview, did he? I thought he was supposed to. He was to. going to. Was I don't going know that he ever did. He was supposed to today, I thought. Or maybe it was One McDonald. of the commenters on our YouTube link says that actually D.C. or Washington Brass flew all the way out to Detroit for him to tell him no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and they flew to Baltimore to see Mike McDonald, too. Isn't it interesting, too, that they also had Dan Quinn, but Dan Quinn flew to D.C. to meet with them? Yeah. Hmm. 
That's kind of weird. By the way, uh, they Ben Johnson and Andy Reid do not share an agent. Ben Johnson's okay. agent is a, a man named Richmond Flowers, mm-hmm. who is the only agent to have played and coached in the NFL. Oh, well, yeah. He also reps Mike McDaniel, Brandon Staley, Nathaniel Hackett, Robert Sala, and uh, Ejiro Averro. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, that's... Did he go to school with Bob Lamonti? <laughs> Don't know that. Did, uh-huh. did, did uh, McVeigh fart on him at any given time? Well, he was on that uh, commander staff. Actually, this this guy was. Um, he he, this Richmond Flowers. He worked on the coaching staff, uh, Kyle oh. Shanahan's coaching staff in D.C. Mm. with McVeigh, with McDaniel, with all those dudes that have gone on, and with Lafleur who've gone on to have. Head he coaching was jobs. smart. He got into the money game. Mm. Yeah, the agent business. Oh, like yeah. he coached alongside McDaniel. Now reps him. Well, I, I would imagine the the commanders are a little pissed here. Yeah, I would um, think. Because yeah. they're now just them in Seattle sitting out there, yep. and one of the key candidates that apparently they were waiting for is uh, going back to Detroit. Now you just have Mike McDonald, uh, McDonald right? Yeah. The, the defensive coordinator of the Ravens, yep. who's another young guy, but he's he's on the defensive side. And then you have Dan Quinn. And yeah. not that there aren't other guys, but it seems like with the Seahawks, those are the two guys that they... Like, Dan Quinn could be the leftover guy who a team settles for. Yeah, and he's a, he's a nice... He's a nice yeah. candidate, but yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, I guess. Look, I and, and maybe I we'll mean, do the Seahawks have to hire McDonald now? Like who? Who else? I I mean, they don't they don't have to, but it certainly seems like that is. It's either that or Dan, the one that you hear most in Seattle is Dan Quinn or or or, or McDonald. So right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so if you don't think Dan Quinn's the guy, if they wanted Dan Quinn, they would have hired him. You would think. So they were waiting on McDonald and Johnson. Yes. Interviewed Quinn twice, but yes. waiting on these two guys. Johnson yeah. pulls out. Now you're like, well, well, this McDonald guy better be good. And McDonald was there today, I think, yeah. in Seattle. And maybe he wasn't going to get a uh, look at either of these jobs anyways, but the OC down in Houston, now Bobby Slowick has re-upped with them. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's staying in Houston. Yeah. Oh, okay. So and there's another one, too. When you look at, you kick this ahead, so you have the, and, and maybe we'll find out exactly what happened with Ben Johnson, or maybe, again, it just is one of those where I didn't like either one of those jobs. But going into next year, Realize that you could have um, the Buffalo Bills could be looking for a head coach. If they fall on their face again, uh, McDermott could be out. Um, The Giants, if Dable falls on his face, could be out. Sirianni certainly is on the hot seat in Philadelphia. Philadelphia flames out that he's getting fired for certain. Um, McCarthy in Dallas. Absolutely could be on the hot seat if he flames out. I think he's just got the one year left, and he said he's he's fine playing playing it out. And then you know if Andy Reid retires, so there is. And then of course any well, there's team always. Well, and then there's every team there's, that that could just get fired. Yeah. New Orleans could have a place open. You know, <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, there's right. always like eight openings. Exactly. I'm just saying there could be some some very because if you take over the Bills, if you take over um, you know Philly, certainly would be in that. I mean, or or, or Kansas City. I mean. Some some really high level quarterback play, and I'm assuming that Ben's a guy that knows that this league is about one thing right now and one thing only, and that's having a quarterback. If you have a quarterback, you know you got three fourths of the the battle won. And you know maybe he didn't love the Commanders and and what they were doing with their quarterback position in Seattle and Geno Smith. Yeah, I was reading through his Wikipedia today, Ben Johnson. Yeah, just because I don't know anything about him, he said that his offense is inspired by Adam Gase. Daryl Bevel and Mike Martz. Ooh, well, Mike Martz was very smart. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I don't know if you might want to keep. You want that, that coming to your I town? I want to keep that to yourself. <laughs> the old Adam Gase offense. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Oh, I don't know. He's out there with his bug eyes somewhere, probably getting paid a bunch of money to not coach. 
Well, we've got uh, more coordinator news as the carousel spins, and we'll get to that next on The Fan. Yeah, so uh, so uh, we're talking about these coordinators here and all these dudes and these coaches and all this money and all this stuff. Well, if you're a Detroit or a Houston fan, it's a good day today yeah. with, with Slovic and, uh, and, and Johnson coming back. Well, it's a great day in Detroit yeah. because, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Ben Johnson's the best thing the Lions have going. That's their best chance of getting back. They're we talked fans. about this yesterday. If they lost him, their chances of getting yeah. back to where they were. I, I, I honestly don't think Dan – I mean, I don't know. I, I like Dan Campbell. Everybody loves Dan Campbell. Mm. I, I don't know. I, and on I the think way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. The Nick Sirianni thing yeah. is a good comp, yeah. where Nick Sirianni gets a team to a Super Bowl and then loses his coordinators, and what happened? I mean, they were still winning games, but that, that was a meltdown. Yeah. Is Nick Sirianni really that good, or did he have good coordinators? Dan Campbell has a hell of an offensive coordinator right now. It wasn't their defense that got him where they were. No. It was their offense. So them keeping him, that was enormous well, uh, and, if you're a Lions and, fan. And I'll give Dan credit. I mean, he's a he's a culture builder, and he got people to buy into that, and they're a very physical, rugged team that, that's built around him. And they got a nice thing coming up in, in the draft where they really only need – you know, a, a couple positions. Like I said, Reynolds will leave in free agency. The O line's back. You have a one of the the very best young tight ends in the game. Two very good backs. A quarterback that you have under contract this next year. They'll work on an extension. He said that he wants to stay there. So in the draft, you know, if you could go out and find a slot receiver, and and those aren't hard to find. And then really, you probably need in free agency to go out and land a corner. And then in the draft, I would probably take a shot at at another two corners and bring in some new blood in the secondary. Um, you're great against the run. You could use another pass rusher there. But, I mean, these are all very fixable things. And, I mean, they were number one or number two against the run. Their offense is fine. If you patch a couple holes up on that defense, especially in the, in the back half of that secondary, look, I... There's no reason that Detroit has to be a one-hit wonder. Will they get back? I don't think they were great this year. They were very good. They were the two seed. Don't know if that's going to happen again, but they really shouldn't fall off. If you're looking at young teams to buy the stock in right now, and I think the coordinators coming back, I think there's a lot to like about Houston, and I think there's even more to like about Detroit, in at least in the short term. Apparently the commanders brass were on their way to Detroit to meet with Ben Johnson yeah. when they found out that he was staying in, in staying there. Yeah. And then Schefter tweeted that Ben Johnson was not the head coaching lock that people thought and his asking price spooked some teams. Mm. So they were saying he was maybe looking at like fifteen million a year. And Seahawks are like, yeah, yeah no, not so much. Thirty-seven, only been a coordinator for one year. And what I had heard or seen was that the Seahawks would balk at his ask, but the Commanders might just pony up. Well, and if you're Ben Johnson, you put another year like this together, and he looks at that and says, "There's no reason my offense can't be the number one offense in the NFL next year." We make it back, and all of a sudden, that fifteen million asking price isn't so absurd. And there is an element to that, and, and I don't know what teams are willing to pay, but let's say, like you know, let's say someone's willing to pay eight, seven, or eight, and you're like, "I want 15. You know that, I mean, we've seen a lot of coordinators. Look at Spags, right, in Kansas City, who's one of, if not the best defensive coordinator in football. He absolutely flamed out. That guy masterminded two Super Bowl wins over Tom Brady, for God's sakes, and he absolutely flamed out as a head coach. And He's he'll, in his best role right here, right now. And he'll never get another one again. But you know what you do get when you sign a five-year deal and you get it for $15 million a year? You get that money guaranteed no matter what. You've taken care of your career. So if you're Ben Johnson... I'm sure Detroit ponying up an extra couple mil for him. 
I mean, that's what they said about Slovak too, is they said it comes with a big raise. Now we're not going to find out probably what that number is, but why wouldn't you come back, cash a couple bucks in your pocket and wait for the big payday? Because if you can get, you know, five years at 12 million per or five years at 14 or 15, regardless of what happens there, you can always go back to being an OC and you've got your foot in the cast register and, and, and you're done for forever. Because if you flame out as a coach, Adam Gase or, you know, again, any one of the, if Sirianni flames McDaniels. out, make the, yeah, like you, you know, you, it's just, thanks for coming. You're not getting another one. So a couple of other coordinator notes, Jimmy Lake, remember him? Yes. The former Washington coach. Yeah, he's back. He is. Uh, he's going to be the defensive coordinator in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He's he was, worked with Raheem Morris several times. And he was in L. I mean, he was in L.A. as their associate head coach. And the funny thing about Lake again, this is another one. Jimmy Lake was viewed as the best young defensive coordinator in in college football. Like Washington had a very good defensive coordinator who's now in Texas, and they moved him to co coordinator and and let Jimmy Lake call the the defense because they didn't want to lose Jimmy Lake. And like he was just viewed as this absolute rock star when they had those sick defenses in Washington. They went to the college football playoff. And then Jimmy Lake takes over that head coaching job, and everyone was like, oh, God, slam dunk. Jimmy Lake is a rising star. He's Dan Lanning. And then he flames out spectacularly. And now his name is absolute dog mess. Everyone's making fun of him. He goes quietly to the NFL and and puts together, again, a nice resume. You look at what they did in, in with the Rams this year. They did a f- tremendous job with a roster that wasn't very good. And now he parlays this into a job in Atlanta. That's a guy that really has had like a, a phenomenal uh, rise to his career outside of the the one time he got he, he got that job in Seattle and it was a, it was a disaster. Well, didn't he kind of get exposed up well, there? Like he was. Just... I, I, I tell you what, he's not a he's not a college head coach material. I'll, I'll tell you that. But you know, can well, he, I think can I, he coordinate? I, Absolutely. From what I understood, he was like he was super. Um, he didn't want to like include any any of the old Huskies and yeah. like want to do his own thing and yep. not piggyback off of Chris Peterson and yep. get help. And yep. it was like, dude, why? It was a disaster. So do you know ma- how many games he coached up there? Not many. Thirteen. Yeah, you know, and then they had seven the, and six. Yeah, the punch into the player and all that, and then yeah, they and like, he got fired mid season. So he coached the the COVID year. They were three and one. Yeah. Next year he went four and five, and they turfed him. Yeah, and so now he's you know good for Jimmy Lake for having it going to the NFL, and you know he's he's had a career resurgence, and we'll see what he can do as a as a coordinator now. He ain't getting a job that, in college anytime soon. That was a really weird flame out. Yes, because he was viewed as an absolute slam dunk. You don't it, see him flame like that. No. Uh, and the other bit of new, well, here let's uh, let's put a pin in this because I have a feeling uh, somebody will like to bitch about this one coming up next. We've got one more, one more coordinator hire worth uh, mentioning here, and we'll get to that when we return. Uh, we do have some MLB to Portland news. Did you guys catch any of that? I did see that. Someone, in fact, uh, texted in on that. <clears throat> On the Vancouver Ford tax line? Yes. They were like, hey, what? are you guys going to discuss the uh, the Cheek News? And MLB cheek to- News. Craig Cheek. Yeah. Someone also mentioning it on our YouTube comments. So yeah. our Look, listeners we'll get are to all it. over The it. people are yeah. buzzing. We'll get to it. 358 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.